uh, anybody who's watching this program who's got this idea that the war in Ukraine is as it is being described in the New York Times, the Financial Times, the Guardian, the Washington Post, MSNBC, NBC, oh. all of these places, their, their, their account Hold of on, the Alex. war Hold is, on. is... I'm sorry, yeah. I had to interrupt you. You're telling me the people who told us what was happening... You're I'm a Muslim, right? right? You're telling yeah. me... The people yeah. who told us what was happening in Iraq 1 and Iraq yeah. 2 and Libya yeah. and Somalia yeah. and Pakistan yeah. and Syria. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they weren't telling the truth. Yes. Not well, no. No, really? yeah. I mean, I'm shocked. Well, shocked, indeed, I well, indeed, shocked. I mean, absolutely. But I mean, the, the, the account of the war that I'm, you're reading about and hearing in, in Western media is essentially, is, is not essentially, it is almost entirely fiction. Yeah. Um, you have said this, that one of the things that happens with great authoritarianism and regulation is it creates more innovation as people look yeah. to flee, flee that. Yeah, I, look, it, it, this is an age-old age thing. Some idiot, you know, some, some jackass thinks he can monopolize a, a resource and then people evade him. Hello and welcome to the Crypto Rich Podcast. This audio podcast is derived from content from the Crypto Rich video channels and may contain references to graphics and images. For the full Crypto Rich video experience, please see the links in the show notes. The information presented in this podcast is provided for educational, informational and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for any particular purpose. It is not intended to be and does not constitute legal, financial, investment, trading or any other advice. All of the information presented is general in nature and is not specific to you or anyone else. Do not make any decision, legal, financial, investment, trading or otherwise, based on any of the information presented in this podcast without first consulting a licensed professional. You understand that you use or rely on any and all information provided in this podcast at your own risk. Hi, everybody. This is Crypto Rich, working with you to get rich with crypto, filling our pockets with crypto profits. I am joined once again by Tom Luongo, one of the sharpest economic, political, macro commentators going. And we're going to be talking about cryptocurrencies, how he sees that they're going to be rolling out over the next few months. And also, we're going to be talking about what's happening in Ukraine and how that's going to be affecting the world in large and what's going to be shaping up for us ahead. Hey, Tom, thank you so much for making yourself available. Uh Always, Rich. You know that. Um, you know, whenever you whenever you need me, I'm. I, you should be. As long as I don't have a prior commitment or I'm not like falling over my coffee, like we should be able to do. This. No, I get it. I get it. No, and I so appreciate it. And I, I know you've been churning out loads and loads of material, and people can find you on your website, TomLuongo.me, and I'll have the links in the description below. But also on Odyssey, mm -hmm. and you're popping up on other podcasts and stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. zero head. I've got. Yeah, it's getting crazy. Actually, it's just this. This I I'm, I can't pat myself break my hand, pat myself on the back or anything. But since the stuff that I, since the outbreak of war between Russia and Ukraine, because, you know, I, I have years of backlog and I now have the, the ability, everybody's like, Hey, so Tom, what's going on? Tom, what's going on? And I'm getting, the phone is ringing off the hook. And I can barely, um, you know, I can barely not, you know, barely keep up with it. And remember to like schedule them all. So I don't cross schedule, which is because yes. I don't organize anything. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, well I, I mean, if those of you who don't know Tom's work, it's incredibly, incredibly astute and sharp. And I've been listening to you for years and years and really grateful that I have you on usually once a month or something. But uh, I'm also like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Tom's getting the recognition that he deserves. And then one day he'll be as well known as, you know, some of the really, really big names in the uh, alternative in space. commentator space. Well, we all know each other and we all know of each other. And yeah. I find 
you know, and, and it is what it is. And I, I, again, it's, it's an organic thing. I don't, you know, I don't have a press secretary. I don't have a publicist or anything like that. So we're just doing our thing myself and my, and my partner, the news writer, uh, Dexter White. And, uh, you know, quality speaks for itself and it eventually sells itself. And, uh, you know, the Patreon is doing very well. And so what, what can I say? I, I can't really complain. You know, people give me money to, you know, shit post on the internet. It's like, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's the life where I, I always ask, I always hope for. So I, you know, just stay humble, stay nimble. And, and remember that, you know, we're here doing this because we feel an obligation to try and make sure that people are armed with the best information we have. Now we live in an age of, you know, where information is not, is no longer where information is not fungible <laughs> or you know, where it's not fungible. Cause it's just, it's just, you know, the disinformation now, certainly since uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, it's off the charts. We have so little good information and the fog war is so thick and the censorship is coming hot and heavy that, um, you know, none of us are going to get everything right, no matter how hard we try and no matter how hard we want to be right about everything and find the information we're going to need to be able to, pr- you know, prove our theses or whatever they are. And just remember that, you know, we're all not going to bat a thousand, uh, neither me or, you know, the Alex and Alex at the Duran thing. Unfortunately, Alex Camp could be here with us today uh, or anybody. I mean, and it doesn't matter if we're talking about Pe- Pepe Escobar or anybody else. No one is going to be 100% correct about any of this no. stuff. Um, so you do your best and you stay abreast of it and you be humble and you admit your mistakes and you, you know, and you don't pat yourself too hard on the back for wins and you move on. Okay. Well, look, how are we going to do this is we're going to spend a sh- I don't know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I want to get your take on how you see cryptocurrency is going to play out in all this. Bitcoin sure. plus any other cryptocurrency that you think might be relevant, how the government's going to play it, where are people going to go? And also, you might, if you want to mention gold and silver, the role that they're going to play. Right. And then the rest of this video isn't going to be on YouTube. I'm being shadow banned on both my YouTube channels. Sure. We back up one in my main one. So the rest of it will be on Odyssey and then on later on BitTube. So if you're not already uh, following me on Odyssey, please do so. The link is in the description below. Actually, it's bit.ly. Uh, slash crypto rich odyssey you can find me there and also on bitube okay so so um take it away tom what are people going to do with what's going to happen with cryptocurrencies okay well the first thing to remember is that war is bad for liquidity right we're in a war world war three has now started it's and it started two weeks ago or a week and a half ago nine days ago when the russians moved across the border in ukraine so war is never good for global liquidity people immediately get the cash we're seeing you know the uncertainty creates a lack of liquidity. You we all put don't take money out of the bank. We stick it in our shelves. We you know we look for bolt holes in order to ensure that we have enough cash and enough resources available to us to be able to get the things in the world that we need. Because that's what money is ultimately for, right? Money is not the thing we're supposed to make money with. We, we we hope for that during times of plenty and when times of predictability. That's what our money we're supposed to put our money to work. You know, creating new wealth and pulling a percentage of the profits off of ourselves. That's what it's that's what we mean by having our money make money. But it's about taking our money and deploying it in the real world to to get real things. When things become very unpredictable, people have to raise cash in order to be able to live the life they need to get those immediate high time preference needs. Food, shelter, clothing, heat, energy, blah, 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 blah. So I haven't been surprised at all that Bitcoin has seen a couple of really ugly downdrafts since the beginning of the hostilities in Ukraine. It makes perfect sense. Dollar liquidity is drying up. If anybody looks at the U.S. dollar index, you'll see it, you know, busting out to all to, to to new highs. Now, this is primarily a euro and yen uh, phenomenon. It's not breaking the, the dollar's not breaking out. Luke Roman p- pointed this out the other day against, say, like the Chinese yuan 
or the Brazilian real. Okay. But it is breaking out against the euro and the yen. Now, those are two currencies that are in serious debt trouble and have serious uh, current account problems and you know all the rest of it. So this is a roundabout way of saying that when dollar liquidity is tight, people have to go and get dollars where they can get them. And anybody using leverage in the, in, in the crypto space is going to get hammered because it's not like there are position limits and stuff on this stuff. It's not like the trading Bitcoin and Ethereum on leverage in you know the un, the mostly unregulated space, you know where you can get ridiculous amounts of leverage like you can in the foreign in the in the foreign exchange markets, in the forex markets, isn't going to create you know very very easy opportunities for downdrafts, especially for professionals to come in and go, oh shoot, I need you know a couple of million bucks, boom, let's bomb the price of Bitcoin at this moment in time on this exchange because you know seventy five percent of the traders are leveraged fifty to one. Well, this is not going to be hard, you know, so. Don't be surprised by that. But at the same time, notice how gold is broken out. Mm-hmm. Now, gold is breaking out right next to the price of oil is also breaking out, which is a big tell that the game is changing, that the world is rushing towards tangible assets. Everybody's getting to quality. They're getting to cash. Gold is cash. Bitcoin is cash. Cash is cash. Oil is the thing everybody wants cash for. Okay. So, or grain or industrial metals or any of the rest, go look at the price of industrial metals. Have you looked at them? I have. They're all trading at all time highs. Some of them are trading at double their all time highs. Does anybody look at the grain market? Soybeans are trading at $17 a bushel. I've been, I have a patron who's a farmer in Canada. It's been getting, you know, record profits free on board, you know, people showing up to his, to his grain silos, not even like futures contracts, just showing up to the grain silos with a truck and getting unbelievable prices for his rapeseed and the soybeans. Wow. Oats are trading at $7 a bushel. I've been following the oats market since I had hair. I've never seen it above $3 a bushel. Every time I got to $3 a bushel, I'd write, I used to write like little articles when I was poor and getting, just getting into this business for somebody like a little SEO articles, you know, $5 an article for a day for some stupid, you know, clickbait SEO blog. And I'm like, oh, look, oats are $3 a bushel, time to sell because they always get sold at $3 a bushel. They're at seven because people can't get higher protein feed on a per dollar basis to blend into their feed, their feed stocks. On a per dollar basis per, per percent protein, which is how feed is blended, right? On, per, on in terms of crude protein and crude fat, oats are higher in crude fat than other than other things, but low in protein. So, but you know, just seven dollars a bushel, and that's still cheaper than seventeen dollar barrel uh, a bushel uh, uh, soybeans or eight dollar a bushel bushel corn. Like this is what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Okay, at those prices, you're not going to see corn planted. You're going to see oats planted. You're not going to see as many soybeans planted. It's, you know, it's just not going to happen. It's like, again, I, I will like so, so my point being is that when we go, go back to crypto, okay, yeah. I know you were interested in asked about crypto, but this is all just to give you the lay of the land. We are in a structurally inflationary environment while wages are capped and, infl- and commodity inflation is going crazy. In the short term, there's not going to be a whole lot of marginal flow into Bitcoin in the short term. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. I'm not saying that there's not going to be you know, people moving into it because they're scared and they need to get around capital controls in places like Russia and, and, and in Europe, especially Europe. Absolutely. But in the first flush of this, right now, I would be shocked if Coinbase was registering massive, regular new inflows in the, in the crypto, as opposed to people just building cash balances in their portfolio, in their, in their equity portfolios. 
okay, or in their you know personal lives, right? I would be shocked to, to hear that. But if that's happening, great. But then why isn't the price you know? Yeah. Okay. We would see it in the price. We saw a big jump in price earlier in the week when you know right after the sanctions came down, or earlier this week after the sanctions came down from the West, and there was panic in in Russia, and we saw you know massive on-chain activity out of Russia in Bitcoin, and that forced the price up into the low 40s or mid 40s. But now we're back down to the high 30s. Again, we come into the weekend in the high 30s, and everybody's like, well, the markets are going to be closed for two days. So like Friday, I was not shocked at all. If I was a day trader, which I'm not a terrible trader, so I don't do this stuff. But if I was a day trader, I would have been coming into Friday morning going, yeah, they're going to bomb Bitcoin. Not because they, they're, they're sinister, but because who wants to go into the weekend the way things have been going? without having raised as much cash as possible. Because remember, all the big sanctions packages were, were um, announced when? At 5 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, Eastern time, when everybody is trapped and all the markets are closed. And we're two hours before the Sydney Open, or an hour and a half before the Sydney Open. I think the same thing is going to happen tomorrow. And so savvy traders all over the world are going, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get, grab whatever I can. Bitcoin's at 45 grand. Yeah, I can, I can pop that. I can, you know, pop that cherry. I just made 20% on that trade because I was in it, you know, 35 last week or whatever. And they're going to do that. And so you're going to get chop, very choppy action in Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is ultimately at this point in time, a first derivative of dollar liquidity. And if anybody thinks otherwise, they are fooling themselves. Okay. Now, the bigger picture, well, the bigger picture is unbelievably bullish. So if you have cash and you have, and you're overweight in, you know, if you're overweight in the DeFi space, like this is the time for the privacy coins. This is they're trading at unbelievable valuations. <clears throat> I mean, unbelievable valuations. Decred at 55, Monero at 160, um, Haven at two dollars, Pirate Chain at a buck ten, like buck or maybe a buck fifteen. I'll look at a pirate chain right now. It's like it was up dollar twelve. Really? Like these are your hardcore privacy coins. Um and they're trading at unbelievable valuations. I don't count Zcash because I don't think anybody actually uses it. So I may be wrong about that. And and, okay. and you all can roast me in the comments below if you, if you, <laughs> so, if you so choose. I, I'm happy to hear. I'm happy to hear it. I don't keep up with Zcash anymore. I'm very sorry. No, uh, there'll be plenty of people uh, from the Pirate Chain crew because I'm I'm a member of the Pirate Chain crew. I know you are. So. You can give me a ticket symbol for for Pirate Chain in the comments below. I'd appreciate that. And which, by the way, if you don't know, is R A R A R. But why the? I think I know the answer, right? But I want to hear from you. Why sure. the privacy coins? Because it's very obvious. We had Blackface Hitler a week, two weeks ago, come out and go, uh, "If you if you engage in wrong think and you don't like what I have to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna unperson you and take your money away from you." Now he didn't. Now the only reason he didn't get away with that long term is because Blackface Hitler was told by the banks, like, uh, "By the way, we don't have any deposits left, and you're gonna crash the entire freaking Canadian economy." So hey. So blackface Hitler, knock it off. He was told by the Canadian Senate. That's like being told by the House of Lords. You're not, Parliament was wrong. Yeah. When's the last time the House of Lords went against the Parliament when it wasn't Brexit related? <laughs> we're, we're actually quite, quite recently with the police bill. Okay, cool. know about that, right? But, but then the okay. House of Commons voted that through anyway. Okay, well, okay, that's fine. In, in, in Canada, like the, 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 the Canadian Senate, which is effectively like is a rubber stamp authority, mostly like the House of Lords. You know, it's it's all unelected. It's it's built around the same model as the House of Lords in many ways, from what I understand. I don't know know much about it, but I know enough to know that them telling him he he doesn't have the votes to get to get a rubber stamp was like a political Armageddon. You know, it was one sh one note below a, a no a vote of no confidence against him and his entire government. 
And so Davos lost that round because Davos went for the full thing. Like they're going for it all. They're going for the whole, um, they're going for the whole ball of wax in every area of their great reset because they can see if they don't, Putin may run the table on them. Yep. Okay. So why privacy coins? Because the governments are moving towards regulation. And none of the regulation is going to be good from a privacy perspective. It's good that it's be, that the, the cryptos are becoming legitimized. I am of the, I'm of the I am of the uh, of the opinion that you have to take the good with the bad in order to get through the, the entire order of operations. So Bitcoin gets legitimized. Wall Street's in on it. They want to wag the dog with it. They want to make it part of the want to make it part of the financial system. They may even want to make it part of national reserves of of major major countries. I wouldn't be surprised to see that in the next couple of years. But you know, you want your pure anarcho-libertarian, oh, decentralized future. I got news for you. It's not the 2020s. Okay, that's the 2030s. That's when I'm, you know, that's when my teeth are falling out, and you know, no one's, you know, no one cares about me anymore. Right? I'm that old. My brain is cooked. And my teeth are falling out, and I'm being fed jello. Um, you know, and and everybody's gonna make fun of me and call me Joe Biden. Like, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Like I, I'm 54. I'm making fun of myself. You know, I'll probably, I'll, you know, but, but let's just be realistic. If crypto is a technology, is a technology that is going to force hyper Bitcoin, you know, hyper cryptoization. Because I'm not a Bitcoin maxis. So like Bitcoin maxis are just religious fanatics, and I've got no, I've got no use for for fundamentalism of any form. Then, if it if it's a real technology that's capable of changing the world, the world is not going to allow it to change overnight. Hmm. take each incremental win and each incremental setback as a battle in the war. So we get Russia coming out, a major economy like Russia coming out and saying, we're going to regulate it like a currency. Yes, you're not going to have be able to have custodial wallets and everybody, you're going to have to, re- or you're going to, have to register your wallets with the government and blah, 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 blah. And I've read all those freaking articles saying this isn't good for Bitcoin. Yes, it is good for Bitcoin. Why? Because it legitimizes it within the Russian banking system, which is going to be a major conduit for capital trying to flee Davos over the next five years. So the Russian banks are going to be your, even though they're technically, you know, Bitcoin's enemy, they really aren't. Because for a while, the enemy of my enemy will be my asset. And you have to think, you can't get emotional about this. You can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, as Murray Rothbard would say. You have to see things uh, along their way and in each order of operation. Am I, do I like the Federal Reserve? No, I hate the Federal Reserve. But do I hate the ECB more? Oh, you betcha. And well, you should. And everybody here in the world, if you're listening to my voice, should be more, far more scared of Christine Lagarde than you should ever be of Jerome Powell. Period. And I've laid that case out in multiple videos and multiple podcasts. And if you don't, this is the first time you're listening to my work, my voice, you go back to June and you read everything I've written since and, and, and said since then from the middle of June onward. And if you're not convinced, well, then, you know, stay yeah. poor. Have fun staying poor. And that's where I'll turn I'll turn Bitcoin maxi. Okay. okay. And so I, I think that the long-term story for Bitcoin and for cryptos in general is very, very bullish. But it's going to happen in stages. And as they and as the governments become more rapacious, trying and, and as they as they fail and as confidence in them fails, which is what Putin is doing in Ukraine, and we'll talk about this in a minute. What Putin is pressure, how he's pressuring them. Because what he's doing now is, is is racing to pressure the current the governments who are his enemies out of existence. Okay? Through commodity inflation, through a rupturing of the world, the global economy, which Davos thinks they're welcoming, 
And Putin's going, be careful what you wish for. Yep. Okay. 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 So, so then what you're saying is, uh, so, I get, so let me recap, right? So in a crisis, in a war, mm-hmm. liquidity leaves the market because people want to have, they want to have readies. And then they use that. Big players will use that to buy commodities. And small players, you know, like myself, will go and buy um, food and shampoo and stuff, things right. that are going to go bad. And, and we'll just keep their cash balances higher because they're not yeah. sure what's coming next because they may need to leave their home because it may get bombed and they might need five grand or 10 grand just across yeah, the board. Okay. And then they'll go to gold and then also to silver. Uh, yeah, because that's, yes. you know, that's tra- easily transferable and well, you know, kind of. It. Well, I mean, in any jurisdiction, if you're going to run from a war zone, right, with a couple of ounces. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, silver has never been a cross-border currency. It's been a great cross-border currency. Because uh, inflation it's so, has, because it's too freaking heavy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's just gold, but gold, and then but gold, people, absolutely. And then people will go to Bitcoin as well, mm-hmm. because you can transport transfer right. easily, absolutely across distance. And then the governments are going to start regulating because, hey, wait a minute. Right. Well, we're they they get, don't want capital fleeing. Yeah, we're we're losing out. I mean, just think. I thought about this, Tom. Wouldn't it be great if you or I had the ability just to create the value transfer that everybody else used? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. Well, you, you do, Rich. Actually, you do. It's called a credit card. The problem is, is that they charge you. Is that you're actually paying, you know, fifteen percent on for the for the for the privilege for them to create no, no, you. No, no, no. But if I was the source, if oh, I was yeah, the source, yeah, yeah like you the zero percent. I'm selling it to you for fifteen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be great? Yeah. I mean, but it's, I, I, I don't know about you, but I want that business. Yeah, everybody would want that business. Of course, what everybody wants that business. So yeah. why would the Rothschilds and the you know and the rest of them ever give it up, right? So, th- so then Bitcoin's going to take away that monopoly and then there's more regulation and everything. So then people are going to be dr- driven towards the privacy coins and in particular pirate chain, Monero, Decred and Heaven. And there, there are others as well. Like there are others, Bitcoin. absolutely, that have, yeah. that have some amount of, of – of, and even Bitcoin with Taproot has, has, you know, has some privacy associated with it now. And, then, and Bitcoin as a uh, – you know, and these other quote-unquote privacy coins as intermediaries to privatize your Bitcoin. Yes. Is also very important as well, and yeah. that's a that's a legitimate market function. Okay, um, the application of all of allow you to is, wrap your Bitcoin onto yes. a privacy focused blockchain. And there's that. You, there's you that as well. Said, you have said this that one of the things that happens with greater authoritarianism and regulation is it creates more innovation as people look yeah. to flee, flee. Yeah, that. I look. It, it, this is the age old. This is the age old thing. Some idiot, you know, some some jackass thinks he can monopolize a, a resource, and then people evade him yep. and in times past we would just move over we just move farther down the river i control this river bubble so i'll move upstream now you don't control me anymore yep. right well okay so we keep moving upstream of the money masters now and they keep thinking they can control everything if they can just get control of everything everything will be perfect and we will control everything in perpetuity and we will be like okay fine because we're robots right we're all perfect we're all perfect consumers and easily and, and easily let automatons you people can't predict like, you can't predict like when someone's going to show up for work for Christ's sake, and you're telling me that you're going to be able to predict the future. Like it's bad enough that we have Martin Armstrong out there with a computer that that thinks he can predict the future. Not saying that Marty's computer is a bad thing, or even not even even you know, but it's, it's at best fifty to sixty five percent accurate. It's constantly being updated in real time, so predictions it makes in you know thirty years ago still have to be fine tuned over time. Oh, right. by the way, I mean, it's a, it's too big. Of, it, I'm enough of a scientist, enough of a, a mathematician to know that you are dealing with a multivariant analysis in real time of real data. 
at times you're it's these are these are um these are conclusions in search of a hypothesis as opposed to a hypothesis in search of conclusion you're begging your own questions yeah okay no no so, no, no. No, I just I want to be very. I want to be very clear about this. Stuff. Yes, no, I, but I find about, all of it interesting and somewhat valuable. Yes, because we're talking about a very, very complex system and incredible, yes. lots of moving parts and everything, right? You know, in law of unintended consequences. So what I want to do is I want to move this on to sure. what's happening in the Ukraine, in Ukraine, with the conflict, and how you see that rolling out. And I also want I'm going to start by saying how I think it's going to roll out in Europe from. Mm listening to you and listening to the Duran and other sources. And for anybody who's watching, the, the rest of this video is going to be on Odyssey and later on BitTube. This isn't going to be on YouTube. And this is because I'm doing what I can to flee the censorious shadow ban that big tech is sure. enforcing and inflicting upon me. Okay. So here's how I see it. Europe.